I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, for once, the Celtics, for once, the Celtics were not the shack of old, so to speak. The Celtics of old, as in the rest of the series, as they showed up last night. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. What do you know? In our regular spot. Excited to be here. Canty, what is up, my man? Man, I can't call it, man. It is hump day. Mm. Did the Boston Celtics just get over the hump last night? Okay. With the Miami Heat? Can we settle down? I'm just asking a question. No, 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 no. No, they didn't just get over the because hump. Because nobody in this studio thought that this thing was going to get back to Boston. Matter of fact, we all felt like the Miami Heat collectively understood the importance of ending this thing early and trying to get some rest ahead of their biggest challenge to date, that being the Denver Nuggets who are waiting for them in the NBA Finals next week. Listen, it's nice that the Celtics were able to do this. Really, great job. You won a game. In a series that you were a massive, massive favorite to win, you finally decided to show up in Game 4 down three games to none. The Celtics are just the absolute best at being at their best when it's too late. Mm. And that's what happened last night. And, and Canty, listen, good for them. Uh, I'm I'm shocked that we didn't hear Joe Missoula post game start to talk about. Oh, you guys just want to talk about my adjustments? You want to get into all over the adjustments I made going into Game Four so we could actually win a game? I mean, it, it, let's not take any bows here for what's going on. They won a game. They should have had this be a series earlier. And I, for one, um, as much as it's admirable that they did not quit, will not go out of my way to give the Boston Celtics any credit on anything until they were to force a Game 7 in this series, because to me, it doesn't mean very much until we get to that point. Well, I'll give them credit for not tapping out. I mean, they didn't do what my Lakers did. They they actually won a game. They they got their lick back, so to speak, with the Miami Heat. Now, I don't expect that they're going to win this series, but we all know that teams that are down 3-0, don't come back and win the series. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are teams that are up 3-0 in a best of seven in the NBA playoffs are 150-0, undefeated. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you had game four on the road would have been easy for you to roll over and you didn't roll over and die, I'll give you credit for that. That, that speaks to your sports character. Now, with the series shifting back to Boston, I think all of the pressure now shifts to the Miami Heat. But if you look at the Boston Celtics – and Joe Missoula, I, I'm with you on the fact that they don't need to take any bows. This ain't a victory lap. But I do think this changes the math when it comes to what happens to the Celtics this summer. Oh, I don't know. What happens with their offseason. Whereas before, if this team would have got swept by an eighth seed, then you're talking about wholesale changes that have to be made. Brad Stevens at that point doesn't even have a choice. He's got to make a change at his head coaching spot, and he's probably going to have to make some significant changes with the roster. But with this win in Game 4, in the series getting back to Boston, it becomes more of a conversation. Now, I don't think it saves Joe Mazzulla's job outright, but I think he's one step closer to doing so. 
Because if you're talking about this series going six or seven games, as opposed to only being four or five games, then you can justify hanging on to a rookie head coach and chalk it up to the learning curve that comes along with being a coach at this level. He's not Ime Adoka. We can't use that standard to judge Joe Missoula. But you could make a case that if the Celtics were able to push the Miami Heat to six or seven games, that Joe Missoula is getting his sea legs, figuring it out against one of the best coaches, if not the best coach, in Eric Spolstra in the NBA Conference Finals. Uh, here is Jalen Brown on the idea of wanting to refocus and put it all back together. Just coming together, talking it, talking it out, and like a lot of times when you get to this point, you know, down 3-0, you see, you know, locker rooms and teams start to go in the other direction. We wanted to make sure that we stayed together. We wanted to make sure that we, you know, um, looked each other in the eye and came out today and, and put our best foot forward. And uh, I'm proud of our group for doing that because, you know, you see teams with their back against the wall and you see they just collapse. Um, you didn't see that tonight. You've seen us come together. You've seen us play defense. You've seen us make the right plays. And I think like that shows a lot about our character, especially in a game where everything has, you know, is on the line and everything has went wrong in the last couple of games. See, I couldn't disagree with you more about this potentially changing the dynamic. Mm. This is a team that last year beat the Boston Celtics in seven games, so they should have been aware of what this was going to be. Or that beat the Miami Heat in yeah, seven games, Heat, excuse yeah. me. That So they should have been aware going in as to what this was going to be, that this was going to be a dogfight. Mm. Secondly, the fact that you have honestly just put the effort in to get this game, when there have been other times in this series, including Game 3, where we honestly were believing that they had packed it in. Uh, now, I'm if I'm Brad Stevens or anybody in the Celtics organization up above, I'm supposed to sit there and believe that, okay, we're all right, I don't need to change anything. Or, or at least, now I don't really need to evaluate it. No, no, absolutely not. We're in this position... Because the head coach was so poor to begin with. Because Jason Tatum has been as inconsistent as he has in this series. Because, frankly, I don't know that Jalen Brown still wants to be here. Do you think off of last night, Jalen Brown is off of everything that he said earlier this year and now wants to be here because they won last night? None of that changes anything for me. If we want to talk about them getting to a forcing a game seven, okay, but I... If I'm in that organization and I lose this series, I'm going to walk around thinking, "How did? How did? What just happened? How did we let that happen?" Few things here. First of all, I, I didn't say that it outright changes everything. What I'm saying is, regardless of what Brad Stevens' convictions on Joe Mazzulla may have been, if they get swept, that goes out the window. He has no choice at that point but to make a change with the head coaching spot. At least now that you got a win in this series in the conference finals it becomes more of a conversation. Again, it still may well be the Celtics moving on from Joe Mazzulla. Uh-huh. But with every game that he gets in this series, I think you could justify Brad Stevens hanging on to him. And let's, let's keep this in mind now. This is a head coach that he had the interim tag on coming into this season and gave him a contract extension in the middle of the season, took the interim tag off, made him their guy. He wants to justify his decision. And every win that Joe Mazzulla banks in the conference finals helps him do that. It ain't a decision that he wants to make. What I'm saying is if the Celtics got swept in the conference finals by the eighth seed Heat, there is no decision to be made. Uh It's already made for him based on the performance or lack thereof from the team on the court. 
you can't get rid of all the players, but I can get rid of the head coach. But if they lose to the eight seed in five games, that that's, doesn't change much for me there. I'm still feeling the same way as if they would have gotten swept. And, and what I said was he's one step closer to getting himself more job security. He's one step closer to convincing everybody within the organization to stay the course rather than to make these dramatic changes this summer. Jalen Brown may be one step closer to being convinced that this is the team, this is the organization that gives him the best chance to compete at the highest level and make as much cash as he possibly can. All of these things are at play when it comes to the outcome of this series, which is why I thought that there was a ton of pressure on Boston coming into this series, but all of a sudden, that kind of came off when you go down 3-0. When you go down 3-0, it's like, okay, well, all of a sudden, it doesn't matter. We can just go out there and play free and easy. And that's exactly what I saw in the second half of that game yesterday. Even though they were down six at halftime, the Boston Celtics played free and easy. They shared the basketball unlike any time we've seen in this series. They had 28 assists last night. Like We're not used to seeing that. They were swinging the ball side to side. You had guys breaking down the defense off the bounce and then kicking it out to open shooters. Like They were, they were really good in terms of making the Miami Heat work on the defensive end. And the other great thing that they did on offense, which we're not accustomed to, they weren't sloppy with the basketball. They only had 10 turnovers last night. So th- th- that version of the Boston Celtics can push the Miami Heat to a long series. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're going to win the series. But this is going back to Boston. They're going to have an opportunity with the home crowd behind them to potentially get another game, win back-to-back games in this series. If they do that, it becomes interesting now that we're talking about a long series. Also, so you think the pressure dynamic has changed? Hold on. Also, we got to factor in this. Kyle Lowry last night tweaked his knee. He slipped. Gabe Vincent tweaked his ankle when he got a shot blocked in the corner by Jason Tatum. He tried to get the rebound, tweaked his ankle on the way down. The Miami Heat don't have a lot of guys in their rotation to start with. As Shannon Sharp says, they're holding this thing together with chicken wire and duct tape. I I don't know that they can afford to be down any more bodies or have the guys that are out there be physically compromised. So I think we're in store for something interesting at TD Garden in Game 5 of this series, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics won it. All of the pressure right now in this series has got to be shifted to the Miami Heat because they're expected to win. It goes from being the little engine that could to the team that was up 3-0 and damn well better beat the Boston Celtics. Because if you don't, then everybody's going to be looking at Jimmy Butler and saying, hmm, you're kind of what we thought we were, instead of this magical carpet ride that he's been on throughout the playoffs. Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. In short, a lot of things. Bundle today at Progressive.com. In no way do I think that the pressure is shifting. Absolutely not. And the reason is, it's still at a position here the pressure, the pressure can shift in the series, but we're not there yet for two reasons. Number one, it's still losing to home. That's the ultimate pressure. That's the ultimate pressure for the Boston Celtics. Number two, when it comes to going home, I'm not taking any solace in that, given what's gone on over the last couple of years. The, think about this for a second. Tim Bontemps gave this stat this morning on the Hoop Collective. The Celtics have played 21 home games the last two years in the postseason. So, in other words, they've won a lot of postseason games, right? To get the chance to play 21 postseason games at home. Mm-hmm. They're 10 and 11 in those games. Chris, over the history of the NBA, T 
teams that have played 15 home games over two postseasons, 135 of them, none of them has ever had a losing record at home. There is not a part of me that because they're going back to TD Garden believes that all of a sudden the Boston Celtics are going to be in much better stead. This is not going back to Denver. This is not going back to uh, crypto or the Staples Center or whatever the hell it is. This is going back to a place where they have struggled plenty, and I don't all of a sudden believe that that sixth man, so to speak, in the crowd makes one damn bit of difference. Well, you got to give the crowd a reason to be in the game, and they haven't done that in the first two home games in this series. We'll see if they can change that in Game 5. If they play the way that they did in the second half of Game 4, then that crowd will absolutely be rocking. Now, to the first point that you made about the pressure in this series, who do you think is going to win this series? Miami Heat. Who do I think is going to win this I think the Heat's going to win, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the fans in Boston think the Miami Heat are going to win this series. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, I, I struggle to understand how there's pressure on Boston if everybody and their mama believes that the Miami Heat are going to win this series because they're up 3-1. Just because they all believe it, the pressure's there because if they lose, they go home. That's the, that's the pressure that's there. That's I, the pressure that's there. They're the number two seed. They're losing to the number eight seed in this tournament and they uh, are not playing good basketball at all the expectations were much higher than this that pressure has not shifted yet i i don't i well we see that one differently i disagree and and the thing i will say to add on to that is i think the perception uh, with when it comes to how the public sees it might be slightly off when it comes to who the miami heat actually are because everybody keeps talking about how boston is the best team here's what i'll say about that i mean bill parcells used to say this all the time the best players don't always make the best team, but the best team always wins. The best players are on Boston. They got two All-NBA players. Jason Tatum was first-team All-NBA. Jalen Brown, second-team All-NBA. I will say this. The roster composition and team chemistry is what the Boston Celtics are having trouble contending with. We can look at the Celtics, and we can say there's something off from where they were last year to who they are right now. When we look at the Miami Heat, the thing we talk about is heat culture, heat chemistry. The sum is greater than the individual parts. And so I have to dispel this notion that the Miami Heat are not on the level of the Boston Celtics in terms of being a good basketball team. You just look at the last two months of basketball – the Miami Heat have been playing really good basketball, really good team ball. So even though they don't have all of the all-NBA performers, they play really good team basketball. They're a better team right now than the Boston Celtics, even though they have lesser players. They just are. So when I when I factor that in, and then you consider that they have by far the better coach in this series with Eric Spolstra, I don't think it should be a surprise that Miami is as competitive as they've been in this series. I think it's overwhelmingly more so about how disappointing Boston has been than it is about Miami. And that's why I'm saying when you have a team that's had the kind of success they've had throughout the playoffs, taking care of the Milwaukee Bucks the way they did, taking care of the New York Knicks, and then going up 3-0 on the the, uh, Boston Celtics, yeah, all of the pressure has got to be on them to close out this series. They had a chance to do that at home, not get back on a plane until the NBA Finals. And Boston took that from them. And Boston took that from them. From here on out, the pressure is on Miami to close out the series. It ain't on Boston. This is what I can't take, though. 
When I hear this from Jalen Brown. Miami, he's playing better basketball in the last three games. And we got some plays that may look like we out there and that we're not giving effort, but we definitely getting outperformed. So we got to come out and perform better. Don't let us get one. Don't let us win tonight. Because that's our mindset. We let us get one. We feel confident. Um, so we're going to come out and play free, play ready, and it should be fun. Yeah, don't let us get one. You know the last time I heard don't let us get one? When Alan Hahn and Bart Scott were taking on Jay Will and Keyshawn in basketball, Hahn kept running his mouth saying, don't let me get one, and they get run out of the gym. <laughs> yeah, and, and Hahn on Get Up This Morning brought up the 2004 Boston Red Sox and how they were down 3-0 to the New York Yankees, A-Rod and, and Derek Jeter. This ain't that. This ain't that. No. This ain't that. The, the Boston Celtics are not advancing to the NBA Finals. But what I will say is the Boston Celtics – can salvage something from this postseason if they're able to make this a competitive series, if they're able to push it to six or seven games. Because, again, I, I think you can you can be sold if you're Brad Stevens and if you're Jalen Brown that staying the course is eventually going to net you exactly what you're looking for, which is a championship. I, I'm fascinated by this thought from you earlier. So just – and I know what you weren't saying, but let me ask you this question, your opinion. Mm. Celtics win – Game five, they get to three two. Does it change your mind, Chris Canty, about Joe Missoula or about any other changes that the Boston Celtics have to make? Doesn't change my mind about Joe Missoula, but I ain't the one that's got to be convinced. the The guy that's got to be convinced is the one that gave him the contract extension a few months ago, mm-hmm. and that's Brad Stevens. Now, what I will say is, if you're Jalen Brown, does winning that game five matter? Yes, it matters. Because you can sell me on tweaking some other pieces on the roster, maybe shuffling some guys around, looking at free agency, surveying the landscape. I think a guy that's going to be an impending free agent that would be a great fit is Fred Van Vliet. They thought they were getting a point guard in Malcolm Brogdon. He's more of a combo guard. He's not exactly what they need to organize the offense. Remember, Marcus Smart called the offense random a few weeks ago. So I think there are opportunities for them to improve in the margins, and that can have an exponential impact on what we'll see from them going forward. But again, if you lose to the Miami Heat in a gentleman's sweep, I think that changes it in terms of how Jalen Brown looks at his long-term future and whether or not Boston is going to be his home. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. So there are two questions here for you. Is the pressure now on the Miami Heat or is the pressure on the Boston Celtics still? And does this change anything for you if you're ready to make changes into what's going on in Boston, whether they win one game or two games in this series? Or is it just come back and win the series that changes anything for you? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is your number. Lines are open for you to be a part of the show. Up in moments, what will it mean for the Jets and Aaron Rodgers for him to actually be at OTAs for the first time in three seasons. I think somebody actually had to explain to him what OTA stands for. That's how long it's been since he has been to OTAs. All of that is after this from our friends at FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Visit FanDuel.com slash play. Get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA.
21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789- 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. For once, Jeff Darlington is not the most popular man in South Florida. That goes to Jimmy what? Butler right now, or a member of the Florida Panthers. It is Canty and Carlin <laughs> on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Mr. Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joins us. How does it feel to be knocked off your little perch there for a few days? A member a member of the Florida Panthers. You can't even name one. And you're going to say that he's more important than me? Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. It's Man, the goalie, I, I, I think. I, li- I live in South Florida. I don't know if you understand. And I'm not speaking for the loyal few that are, you know, passionate and deserve all the credit that they, uh, they aspire to earn. But 
Here in South Florida, this is a perfect scenario because nobody had to pay attention during the regular season. You know? <laughs> they wow. get to the playoffs. We're all learning all their names now. It's really <laughs> super fun. Uh, and, and honestly, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of the way we like it down here. I mean, just honestly speaking, though, Matthew Kachuk had over 100 points this year, and nobody knows it. Nobody name. knew it. Nobody <laughs> knows it. Not even the first time, first, literally, literally the first time I've ever heard here's that. What I, here's what I do. It was Keith's kid. That's what I do. <laughs> that's all you know. <laughs> I'm not going to try to hide it. I I am not. I am not a fair representation of this sports community. I am everything that everybody loathes about South Florida. Hey Jeff, uh, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Um, Yeah, he walks in the door. He's at OTAs for the first time in three years. The ankle thing. Who cares, honestly? But it it doesn't seem like it's any big deal. But uh, just the fact that he is there for the moment, the impact that that has for them. Well, you know what's funny. You're right, the ankle thing doesn't matter, but it is, it is an interesting perspective into the new reality of the New York Jets because it is going to be under such a microcosm, and there is still this sense. You talk about fan bases. I can feel it with the Jets. I mean, you saw it on the back of the Daily News. Uh, the second anything happens that goes close to wrong when it comes to Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, all the Jets fans – feeling like they're just throwing their arms like, see, knew this was going to happen, knew this wouldn't go well. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I think that we still are in this sort of very cautiously optimistic honeymoon phase. It obviously feels like a real jolt of energy in that building, and deservedly so. It, it, this is one of the best uh, football players uh, to ever throw football in, in the history of the game. It, it, this is really fun, but it's also going to be, uh, at times, especially like yesterday, a bit nerve-wracking too. Well, Jeff, speaking of honeymoon phases, it's clear that we've moved past that out in Vegas when it comes to Devontae Adams and that organization. Dave Ziegler, their general manager, and Josh McDaniels, their head coach. Do we have any word on where that relationship is and what Devontae Adams' future looks like? Because I'm pretty sure he wasn't signing up when they traded for him to play for with Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he made that pretty adamantly clear too that that they're not. He said as as much that they are not necessarily seeing eye to eye on certain components of the organization. I, you know, I also would say that you can ask Tom Brady about Josh McDaniels. Like everybody assumes that they had this great relationship because of the Super Bowls they won, but um, you know, Josh comes from Belichick and brings a lot of that weight with him when it comes to sort of his his demeanor. Um, so he's going to kind of shoot it straight. And what we saw in Denver, for instance, when Josh was the head coach there, is uh, if he doesn't win, he probably will rub people a little bit the wrong way. If he does win, though, I think it's going to be safe to say that we see Devontae Adams jump on board. And it's a big if. Um, I don't anticipate, for instance, and things could change. I, I think that Devontae will play for the team this year, and okay. uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily see drama festering to that degree. Um, but how this season goes will ultimately how, how be how Devontae Adams' future goes in Las Vegas. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. Jeff, in an OTA week like this week, what has your eye? What are you paying attention to the most in a week like this? Uh, I just came back from a fishing trip. I don't care. No, What'd you go for, Marlon? Uh, were you a little game fish? What'd you go for? Yeah, we were going grouper fishing in the dry tortugas. Oh, uh, nice. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I say that half jokingly. I think the most important part about these OTAs is simply getting out healthy. Uh, from in every single capacity. Yes, it is is very good for the rookies, for instance, to to understand the speed of the NFL. I've covered the NFL for 20 years, and and I can tell you every single year, it's the same line out of the rookies. The speed is so much faster. Uh, The learning curve is such that Robert Sala, for instance, in New York, didn't even put the rookies on the field much uh, their first few days. It was more about just learning the building, understanding the, the professional game, understanding what's expected from a nutritional standpoint. Those are the things that are most important now that will equate to success uh, when the season arrives. Not how they look on the field, not how they perform. If they can stay healthy and learn the culture of the building, then, uh, then that's the most important thing about OTAs. And in other words, no news is good news this time of year. Talking with ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington on Canty and Carlin. And Jeff, we saw over the weekend that the Chargers and Austin Eckler were able to come to some kind of agreement, some uh, renegotiation mm-hmm. with the contract and add yeah. some incentives onto his deal. Uh, I'm curious as to whether or not we're going to see another high-profile running back in Saquon Barkley with the New York Giants work something out right. ahead of that July 17th deadline for a long-term contract for franchise players. I, I know the running back market is depressed, but, right. but but what are the timelines we should be looking for? What are the dates that we should be looking for in terms of them working out a long-term deal? Well, you you mentioned it, mid-July, July 17th, the deadline to get these, nego- these long-term negotiations with guys that are franchise tag uh, done. So if you're not familiar, mid-July, there's a deadline for these players to get those negotiations done. Um, and if they don't get it done by then, that's it for the rest of the season. They will go through it and they will become uh, in that case, a free agent after the year. So, you know, or franchised again, but I, I just think with Saquon, you know, this is not the, the team. Joe Shane, the general manager has made pretty clear. He wants Saquon there, but you knew when Daniel Jones and him were getting those contracts done, when one got the deal done, the other was going to get tagged. That was sort of the weapon that the giants had in its back pocket. So now Saquon's in this scenario. Uh, I'm very curious to see if they don't get a deal done, whether this stays healthy and Saquon does report. Uh, Could they do some kind of incentivizing negotiation like Austin Eckler? Perhaps. But ultimately, I think Saquon is going to want the long-term deal done. And the last that I had heard, they were pretty far apart. I don't know how this goes. I feel bad for every running back in the NFL that grinds their body down for the first four years of their career and then ultimately reaches that finish line and finds out that their value has been diminished. It's a brutal position, uh, but if there is one guy that you're going to pay at this time for an organization, I would say it'd be Saquon Barkley. Jeff, I'm going to need a bigger picture picture discussion on fishing at some point because it's never been. I I, I don't get it. It's but not that your aside, thing? it's not you, my you, thing. But you know, I, I, it, <laughs> honestly, I'm going to need 20 minutes on you're, that you're at some point. The boat, literally and figuratively. I, I, I get, and I love boats. Love yeah. boats. Can't get enough. Yeah. But I I need I need your perspective on something else here real quick something that's really been chapping me this week and i'm going to get into this later how is it what is the acceptable amount of time now Mm -hmm. for me to be able to talk about a show after it's happened it's really getting to me it is really ticking me off we are yes i can't talk about succession it's wednesday jeff i mean when can i talk about it i i 
I will say I, I'm with you. I had this exact same situation yesterday. Uh, you, you kind of feel the room. Has everybody watched Succession this week? And you hope for a full show of hands. And if not, you kind of have like have to have sidebars. Uh, it's a problem. I will say I think that there should be some sort of like announcement that, especially with a series finale, we can talk about it on Monday. We should not have to wait next week to discuss the series finale. I totally we should be able to that. talk about that in real time. We should be able to treat it like the series finale for Cheers or Seinfeld or any of those old episodes. Uh, it is not our fault if people cannot carve out an hour's time at 9 p.m. on Sunday to watch one of the great shows in recent memory. I, you get me. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, Thank we don't you. entirely get each other because the fishing thing sounds like right. it's going to be a real we'll, issue. We'll, we'll, we'll work that out. Jeff Darlington, ESPN okay. NFL reporter. Thanks, brother. Thanks, guys. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, your calls are next. On the Celtic situation, as we were discussing, is there more pressure on the Celtics right now or on the Heat? Has the pressure completely shifted over to the Heat and... Has winning one game simply changed the offseason dynamic and future for Joe Mazzula and or Jalen Brown in Boston? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. NBA playoffs. Behind the back dribble, puts up a three against Vincent, and he drills it. Tatum gives the Celtics their largest lead. We're down 3-0. We ain't put too much pressure on ourselves. We just got to try to take it one game at a time. We wasn't thinking about winning four in a row tonight. We're just trying to save our season and win a night, and we did that. Continuing coverage of the NBA playoffs on Canty and Carlin. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Has anything changed for the Celtics in terms of their offseason moves and what their future looks like? 
And where does the pressure now reside in this series? Let's hit the calls at 888-SAY-ESPN. Lines are open. Tim in California starts us off on ESPN Radio. Hey, Tim, what's going on, bud? Hey, guys. I just want to um, – I actually had a question for Canty. Uh, when, uh, were you part of the uh, New York Giants team when they played the 16-0 and Giants or uh, Patriots or the other team? No, I was with the Dallas Cowboys. I was, and when I won a championship oh. with the Giants, it was 2011. Okay, same. But, uh, they beat the Patriots, my, but they uh, weren't 16 and 0. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's my question. Uh, well, that deletes my question, but I think the pressure is actually going back to Miami because um, the momentum has changed, and also uh, because they're they have they have a three point lead to actually seal the to seal the um, the playoff win. So there's more pressure on them, and each game that uh, the Celtics do win, I believe it does um, keep uh, Joe Mazzulla's job, and also it does keep that team together. If they lose, if they fight out lose tonight, I think it's going to be a big uh, change in that. In that well, here's to me where they start to feel a little snug, <laughs> little yeah. tight. They lose, and it's a three-two series. Then it's like. Eh. Just yeah, but get a but, little bit. Yeah, stuff. but if you if if it's if it, again it's a long series. So if they lose to the Heat four two, then if you're Brad Stevens, can you justify staying the course with Joe Mazzulli? You just gave him a contract, yeah. So you got to buy the contract. Like you're firing him, you're still paying him, and you got to hire another head coach. Do you want to go through that? Do you want to have a third head coach in as many seasons with this team? Do you want to do that? Is that instability something that's going to run Jalen Brown off? Do you want to do that? Like. There are, there are so many more questions that you have to ask if you lose in six or seven games than you would have to ask if you lose in four or five games. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, with, the longer the series goes, the more questions you have about what needs to happen or if anything, in fact, does need to happen. The if, G- you, if you get swept or if it's a gentleman sweep, doesn't matter what Brad Stevens believes or not, they have to make changes. I, I, I'd phrase it a little differently. The justification becomes a lot easier because I made that decision if they win two games. Yes. The justification of me keeping but, them. But, but why is that a surprise, <laughs> though? That happens all the time in sports. Yes. No, but, it, like, it's, it's jo- not a surprise. It's job justification. It, yeah. It's decision justification. This is all the time. It's see, I wasn't wrong. Yeah, yeah. Or, or it's called CYA, and we know what that acronym stands for. <laughs> that, that's what it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. We know that this is a different team than what they were last year. And a big reason why is because they don't have Ime Adoka. AC is in Bangladesh on ESPN Radio. AC, what's up? Thank you so much for taking my call. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for checking in. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the Boston Celtics. I know Mike Greenberg, if I'm not mistaken, he predicted Celtics are going to win the series. I'm gonna Earlier today Mike he Greenberg. did, yes, I mean, I'd get up. Yes, and I'm predicting the same. Let's face it. I mean, I, I could say... They're playing at home. They're going to win. They're going to go on the road. Just just find a way to win. Go to game seven. Win that out. It's obvious. But the thing is, this team, I think it's, the team knows best. I think they figured out how to beat the Miami Heat. Because you, you, you got to figure it out. Yeah, but it's a little late in the game. It's a little late in the game. And if we're going to sit there and say they figured it out, have the Miami Heat never made any adjustments? I mean, honestly. Get... That's the biggest thing you need to look at. Is Jason Tatum an alpha? That- Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. 
You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.